to the Meditation Conversation. Thank you for joining today. I'm so excited to have with me here Amanda Thomas. She is a Reiki practitioner. She is a spiritual life coach, and she's the host of the Golden Gut Podcast. And we met in Reiki training down in Bloomington, Indiana, with Christine Earthheart. Christine was a guest on the podcast um, several episodes ago, earlier in 2020. And um, so Amanda and I met during that training, and she's just this amazing light. Um, I loved talking to her. We worked on each other a little bit, too, and that was really beautiful. Um And then we've just kind of kept in touch um, since then. And she has a really interesting story of her healing journey. Um, And we'll go into that. I I sometimes tend to offer the story as the introduction. And I'd rather not do that because (laughs) I know that you would say it. You would tell it very well. But um, it's just a joy to have you. And um, we'll just, I just want to transmit your energy really more than anything. And I wish that everybody could see your gorgeous smile. Um, But I know it'll shine through as we begin talking. So welcome. So great to have you. And, um, and even though we are local, we could be doing this live um, together in person, but we are recording this during the quarantine. Things are starting to open up here a bit. But um, you know, often I don't usually have people who are local to, um, to me. And so you're just like a few miles away as we sit here on Zoom. But um, anyway, so why don't you talk to us about your journey? Like how did everything, seems like things kind of fell apart. And like so many beautiful unfolding stories, you know, it sort of began with a, with a, a things breaking down, you know, the, the normal um, giving way to something and and rising from the ashes like a beautiful phoenix. So, <laughs> so tell us about your journey. Mm, well, thank you so much, Kara, for that beautiful introduction. <laughs> I am honored to be here. I am so excited to share my journey. This is actually the first time anybody has really invited me to do that. So thank you. Oh, it's a um, joy. I, I I think about where there are ample places to begin, but I think the journey and how I got to be where I'm at today um, as a Reiki practitioner and spiritual intuitive life coach uh, really started off almost four years ago when I had graduated from undergrad. I studied at Ohio State University and was getting ready to step into my shoes of my first big girl job. (laughs) And as I was doing that, I ended up in the ER the week before I was supposed to move with my fiance at the time to Indianapolis and found out that I had an E. coli infection of all very bizarre things. So still to this day, not sure where I picked it up, probably some bad food at a restaurant. It's actually a very common foodborne illness. Mm. But as I 
was moving, had a lot of major life changes all happening at once, like five off of the 10 major life changes, Mm. getting a new job. Uh, I had just gotten engaged. So change in relationship and moving in with my significant other for the first time. Um, moving to a brand new city where I knew nobody. So there was a lot of opportunity at the door that I was so excited to dive headfirst into as I have been an individual that enjoys being very involved in multiple different directions. If anybody follows human design, um, I am a manifesting generator. So for me, when I am lit up the most, it's when I have my hands in varying pots that all make me feel really good. Mm. And so I was so prepared to do this as I moved to Indianapolis. And then I had this weird sickness that started off as a C. coli infection and then got worse Mm. because I didn't have any sort of care here in the area to turn to. I was bouncing around from doctor to doctor putting, being put on multiple medications. And so as I was, um, it really wrecked havoc within my gut and ended up getting a long-term chronic illness, an acute colitis of sorts, C. diff, if anybody is familiar with this, which is usually only something that happens to older individuals that are in the hospital or in nursing homes or those that already have severe gut health issues, such as people with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis or celiac. So for me, being a relatively healthy 22-year-old, this Mm. was totally foreign territory to me. And I really sunk into a great, I call this the great depression of my life because Mm. I moved and thought that I was going to get to do all of these things, but instead I was bound to my house this kind of sickness is a constant flow of of energy or of actual fecal matter moving out of the body. So Mm. I was literally stuck to my bathroom. I was going to the bathroom so much. I lost a lot of weight. I wasn't holding food down. And as this physical aspect, this ailment in my life continued to proceed, just as I started to get better about six months into being at my new job, trying to overcome this physical ailment. Uh, then my my then fiance, um, we suddenly lost his grandfather. Mm. So that had had a huge impact on me as it was impacting somebody that I deeply cared about. Um, so we were we were experiencing this loss and then started to get a little bit better. And then another big toll hit, and I suddenly lost my father, who I had an estranged relationship with. So I had not spoken to him in almost 10 years at that point in time. And so then trying to unravel all of the emotional turmoil that is packed into that kind of relationship, now trying to grapple with how do I fix this? How do I heal this now that he's not physically here? Yeah. So as that was happening, I was trying to process that, starting to kind of physically start to feel better. And then two months after that, I lost my grandfather, who I was deeply close with and served very much so as the father figure in my life. And so all of this loss and grief was truly, truly a first for me. I had never experienced 
pain like this in my life before. All compacted on top of each other. Mm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And so I, I went away. I actually, at the, that point in time, felt like I couldn't handle anything. So I, I say I broke off my engagement with my then fiance and like ran away to the beach for a week with my family in this little place tucked up in the upper peninsula of Michigan mm. and just let myself be. Mm-hmm. I, for the very first time, actually, I, I had been encouraged to meditate I had never really given much try to it, but for the first time during that week, I sat on the beach every day and I meditated. And for me, this was really the the shift, the change in my journey. And so I spent a week just being, just grieving, just allowing these emotions that had been continued to be pushed down and packed into my, my gut, my physical body being I just released them all and no it didn't it wasn't an overnight change but I came back home to Indianapolis and said okay I'm ready to give give life another try my fiance very openly embraced me god love him and to this day he is my husband now so we do have a happy ending there good um and and really started on this new journey of reflection and self-discovery and trying to understand how can I heal from all that I have experienced, all of this loss. I've always had a strong sense of faith and belief in, in a God. And so for me, I started questioning and philosophizing all of my beliefs that I was taught as a child and where, where I fell on that spectrum as an adult. And how I could heal this relationship with my father who had now been gone for several months and had been gone ultimately from my life many, many years prior. Um, So I started practicing meditation and started trying at-home yoga videos and doing all of these things that were allowing me to feel a sense of goodness in my life and did that for about a year. And then during that course of time, was planning a wedding, got married. And that was really where I was, again, tying my purpose and my identity into was the act of doing Mm -hmm. rather than the act of being. And so after the wedding, then once again, I got hit with this deep sadness and not understanding what my purpose in life was. Mm. I was not feeling very fulfilled in, in too many areas within my life and felt that I was being called towards something bigger. And so in an attempt to, to figure that out, I sought out a Reiki practitioner here in the area um, in Indianapolis to, to receive some Reiki energy healing from. And she worked on me and it totally changed everything for me. Mm. And come to find out a month after I had worked with her, she was hosting a training and something in me said, just go, Amanda, mm-hmm. at that little gut feeling mm-hmm. that said, just do it. And so I went and was attuned to a Reiki first degree. And after that, it was like everything started falling into place. I couldn't get 
enough of this practice. I was practicing on my husband, bless him so much (laughs) on a very regular basis on my dog. I mean, poor thing. Animals are very sensitive to, to energy. So now, now I know when to approach her with that, but family and friends and then started opening my home up to those in the community to come over and just in exchange for their time, allow me to practice on them. And so that consumed pretty much most of my year last year. Um, and I, I practiced all the way up through, through the holidays and then said, I need to, I want to make this official. My heart feels very called toward making this so much more than just something I'm doing on the side. And I got an LLC and opened up my home studio doors for business this, uh, this January. And um, very quickly, so much has just opened up as I have discovered how to, to shift as our dear, dear Reiki teacher, Christine will, will say, how do we shift our pain into purpose? And I, I actually recently heard um, from, from a rabbi that I was listening to a podcast episode with that, the, that when we experience depression, it's, it's not a lack of happiness. It's, it's a lack of purpose. Mm. And so as I reflect back on my life to this day, I see just those few areas where I was really in the midst of what I perceived as depression and now recognize that while I was experiencing many of these different emotions and um, hardships based out of fear, I, I was really lacking purpose in my life and I don't lack that anymore. Mm. I wake up every day and remember what to be grateful for and ask myself, how can I be of service today? And not every day is perfect, right? I'm still a human having this experience. Mm-hmm. But when you start to have these realizations and open yourself up to the infinite possibility of miracles, it really changes your entire way of being. Yeah, absolutely. That's really so true. I mean, Service is such an amazing outlet for growth and for that energy to flow through us. I know um, I'm about to travel in a couple of days, and I just led my last meditation today. And I was and I was sort of back and forth about whether I was going to lead it or not because I was like, "It's we're we're recording this during the Memorial Day holiday weekend." And so it was kind of like, well, it's a long holiday weekend and then I'm going on, you know, going on a retreat. So maybe I just kind of begin today and and not and not host this one. But then I thought, no, I I get so much out of that service. So it's a free online meditation. So it's not that I'm going to get, you know, get, quote unquote, you know, anything material from it. But the but the rush of energy that I receive as it flows through me is beautiful and palpable. And so it was kind of like a almost like a selfish decision on my part, not so much like, oh, I don't want the people who rely on me to miss it. They're, yes. And <laughs> like, 
remember how much I benefit from being of service. There's just so much um, to receive in that giving, which is amazing. So, you know, that's so true. You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup, but mm-hmm. when we, I like to think of our life in the infinity symbol that every time we give, we also open up space to receive. And it's mm-hmm. this beautiful energetic flow. That's this dance that I'm, you know, I'm moving my hand here in a figure yeah. eight that people ask me as, as a Reiki practitioner, how, how do I take care of myself? Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about being a Reiki practitioner is that as I am channeling the energy for the individual that's receiving, how does the energy get to that person? Well, it has to go through me first. So every time I do a Reiki session, I end up finishing feeling so great too, because I just received just as much as that person did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've talked a lot about Reiki and Reiki has come up frequently on this podcast, but just in case this is anybody's first time joining in and they're curious, like, um, we take for granted that this is like a, a common, um, thing, but I myself didn't really even know what Reiki was, um, you know, maybe even a year ago, it was sort of this mysterious thing. So do we want to back up a little bit and just explain what this um, energetic practice, healing practice is? Yes, great question. And I love this question because while my answer is very much intentionally the same every time, I feel like it's just a very uh, flowy description because that's what Reiki is. It's So Reiki, uh, Rei and Ki, it's a Japanese word. This It comes from a Japanese heritage, um, meaning universal life force, which is Rei, and then Ki, energy. So it is this energetic exchange where the practitioner channels into a higher source, a higher power, God, the universe, Reiki, whatever it may be for you and acts almost like a straw in, in, in visualizing the receiver, the recipient as a cup. And so the Reiki energy flows in through the practitioner and fills the cup of the recipient. And so Reiki is amazing for so many physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, um, I don't want to say ailments, but but the imbalances or mm-hmm. imbalances that individuals are working through. And so it promotes a great sense of peace and relaxation at, I think the most surface level, but can get very deep in as I, as a practitioner work with the um, seven main chakra system. So I, I go in and tap in intuitively and work with my own spiritual guide um, and angel team, as I like to call them, and ask them to help guide me and show me where it is that this individual is experiencing any form of imbalance and what it is that they need to receive for for this moment in their in their journey. Mm-hmm. And so you experience a great sense of physical peace about you, but then on an energetic level, you you might experience um, the actual flow of energy. You might see colors. You might actually see um, visions within your own mind's eye. You can um, feel coolness. You can feel warming. 
Um, there, it is just such an intuitive practice that it's, I have a hard time pinpointing exactly how it is you will experience it because it's truly what it needs to be for you. The Reiki mm. is a highly intelligent energy and it knows where to flow. I just am the space holder. The, the practitioner truly is just, just that, the space holder. It's you, the recipient, and the beautiful light that is Reiki that is doing mm. the work together. Yeah, that's so beautiful. What a what a wonderful description. And I know with your sessions, um, because you have that intuitive leaning in your own, you know, capabilities, your own talents, um, a Reiki session with you is not just that energy flowing through, but it also like you receive some guidance often from what I understand. Um, and so it's kind of like a a, can turn into a little bit of a reading as well. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, whatever, I'm, I'm funny about labels, right? Because I think when we label ourselves, we put ourselves into boxes, mm. which is why I lean toward just sharing that what I do is channel and read energy. And some might call it psychic work. Some might call it mediumship um, clairvoyancy, clairaudiency, whatever it is you want to describe it. I think it just is what it is and that it is this magical, beautiful process to be a part of watching somebody have these transformations and realizations for themselves. Mm. And you get to be a part of that process, that journey with them, that is just so incredibly rewarding. Yeah, what that's just really beautiful. I know that when you and I were in the training together, um, we it was interesting how your intuition kind or your your intuitive system was kind of channeling through at that time. And I don't know if you want to even talk about this. This may be like more than you want to share, and I can edit because you know go that's for the it. Beauty like of I said. I'm an open book. Okay. Well, you and I were sharing a space um, in the evening. We were staying in the Buddhist cultural uh, center without realizing it. I didn't even know until the next morning that we'd been sharing this space. And I had felt a little strange while I was like, when I entered, um, it was kind of like a big space with these rooms. But the room that I had had like five beds in it. It was like a dormitory. With I five. forgot about that. Oh yes. my goodness. And so <laughs> I, I opened the door and there were like five beds and no other suitcases or anything. And then there was another room with another bed and you had to go through that room to get to the bathroom. And I was like, am I sharing this space with like strangers that, you know, like, which I hadn't realized when I booked it. So I was kind of, anyway, it just felt a little bit bizarre. And then, uh, and it turned out that I had all that space to myself. But um, I know that I just, in the evening, just felt a little bit weird, like just energetically. And I am not like, typically, I would not call myself like clairvoyant by any stretch of the imagination. But I just all I can say is that I felt a little bit weird. And so then the next day, it we realized like, oh, you were staying next door to me. And you were like, 
how did you feel, you know, last night or something? Like it came up that I was like, I don't know, I felt weird. <laughs> and, and you were like, <laughs> me too. And uh, but you had been working through some things with your deceased father in that time. So this is where I'm like, I don't know if you want to go into that, but I'm curious about like how the healing has happened. And when things like that happen, how does that manifest for you? And what is that like? And, and what kind of healing have you been able to manifest through this time since he's passed? Mm, So during that training, I, whatever you want to call it, um, for lack of a better term, um, experienced an exorcism of sorts. Mm. And it's not as what you think about as, um, as Hollywood makes out exorcisms to be where you're chanting this dark magic. Exorcism truly is just the detachment of energy from one another. So I was exercised by another um, Reiki practitioner who also happened to be very in tune with their medium gifts Um, and was able to help my father's energy shift away from being so clung to mine. Mm -hmm. Um, Come to find out all of these, all these months later, uh, that's what happened. I didn't even realize at that point in time that that's what I had experienced that day. Um, And what I felt in the room was still my father's energy. My father had a lot of Um, mental health issues and substance abuse was a longtime alcoholic. Um, So just there was a heaviness about his energy and a sadness. And I, I experienced earlier in that day, a Reiki practitioner was working on me. And was this a male practitioner? I'm trying, I think I know who. Okay. Yes, it was. Yeah. I, he practices here in the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't want to Throw them under the bus. And yeah, please, I know. Like, don't tell but I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yes. But I all of a sudden felt as though um, physically somebody kind of knocked the wind out of me. And we actually had to leave this space while everybody else was still practicing because I went into this huge coughing attack mm-hmm. as the energy was really being removed out of my body. And didn't really know what had happened. He didn't lead on to say anything other than I moved a lot of energy around, allowing me, the recipient, to determine what that meant. Mm -hmm. And so that night, I really didn't know what it meant. I just felt this huge sense of anxiousness. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the next day felt so peaceful Mm -hmm. and felt as though I had my light turned back on. And then a few months later, um, as I was discussing this experience with another one of my um, teachers here in the area, um, he, he said to me, you know, Amanda, what happened when your father passed away? How did that feel for you? And I said, it felt like my heart was ripped out of my chest. And then he said, how did it feel for you when you experienced this energy work? And I said, it felt again in my heart like the wind was knocked out of me. And that moment that I learned that my father had passed was the moment I had opened myself up to him being able to connect with me energetically and then had somebody that was specialized in this kind of work um, remove his energy from me, really draw that clear energetic boundary and help my father go to the light. And so whatever you may want to call it, exorcism or not, 
um, that's where you, in this work, you really understand that energy knows no limits and that mm. we have these infinite amount of cords that are connecting us to everything in this world, physical or not, mm. um, which is also a really beautiful thing when you think about it, when you try to explain to a little child when they when they lose somebody close to them, that there's a, there's a cord that connects from their heart to the heart of their loved one, and that cord can never be cut. Um, but on the other hand, sometimes cords are meant to be cut in order to create space for new ones to, to grow and to blossom and prosper. So that really started off this new way of being for me, because up until that point, while I was doing all of this work, there was still this heaviness about me that I would experience moments of anxiety that I, I didn't understand as I have not usually been a very anxious person. When mm -hmm. I had this release happen with my father, it really opened up this huge space within my heart to feel so much more at peace and feel love than to feel the fear that he had been clinging onto so tightly as he did not want to let go of this dimension, knowing how much hardship he had caused for so many people here um, in this dimension. And I, I now have a much different relationship with my father. I like to joke and say it's the best relationship I've ever had with him mm -hmm. because I, I am able to connect with him in a place where he has much more clarity than he was able to while incarnated as a physical human being and, um, and able to have conversations with him. And that's where, where anybody can do this. Truly, we are all capable of these intuitive gifts. We can all connect to our past loved ones, connect to our inner wisdom and guidance um, through asking our body and just letting it naturally happen. Um, sometimes our body can physically speak to us when we're experiencing a stomach ache or a headache. We can ask, why am I experiencing this? What is this trying to tell me? Or we can receive messages in, in forms of our own thoughts. Sometimes just having these random ideas pop into our minds and not really realizing, oh, hey, that's actually not something I just thought. Where did that come from? Yeah. Oh, maybe it's it's from my higher self or an angel looking out for me. Mm. So when you intentionally try to communicate with with um, different energy light beings, then we are we can do so very easily uh, with practice. Right? Mm -hmm. it, it comes with practice, but I promise you that. Our, our loved ones, our angels, our guides, they, they want to talk with us. They want to help us. They want to co-create with us. And when we ask for their support, undeniably, they will show up and make sure that you receive that message loud and clear. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Let's go back to your physical healing. So you had this gut issue and you, you were starting to say some really profound things about how the body speaks to us. And I know that you had some lessons and learnings, um, maybe from your solar plexus, for example. Um, we talked about a little bit before we started recording. So um, what was that journey through healing 
like you have your podcast is called the golden gut. So, um, which, you know, is a play with the gut from a couple of different aspects, you know, because you were healing your physical gut. And of course, um, you are intuitive and encouraging people to connect with their gut instincts and things like that. But what message was your body trying to give you and how did you use that to help get back into balance? Mm, great question. So my healing within my physical body really started when I recognized that while my physical gut felt so bad, I couldn't understand why, why mentally things were also taking a downward spiral. And then I found out that we have this really cool thing called the brain gut axis. And there's actually a cord, a neurological cord that connects our gut to our brain. So when something is out of whack within our physical gut, then it can also cause different mental and emotional imbalances and vice versa. When we are experiencing deep anxieties, sometimes you can feel those flutters um, going on in your gut. And so when I learned that what I was eating and what I was also digesting emotionally, right? So when we physically have a difficult time digesting emotional experiences, it can wreak havoc. And that's what I was experiencing, not only with this sickness, but with with the grief I was also experiencing from the loss of um, my father, my grandfather, and my, my husband's grandfather. I was having such a hard time digesting any of this. And so what was happening was it was causing greater physical issues. I wasn't dealing with this on an emotional, energetic level. So it started physically manifesting itself in other ways for me. And so when I recognized that that's what was happening, that's, that's the, I think the greatest tool in healing that any of us can have is, is awareness. Once we become aware of something, then we know to start asking questions, asking questions of our body, asking questions of, of others to support us um, and start that healing there. So that's kind of how I started physically healing with my gut is having this awareness that what was happening in my external world was really impacting my internal sense of self. Um, so fast forward then to, as I was, I was sharing it with you here before we started recording, that um, a while ago I had experienced, again, within my physical body, another manifestation of emotional energy that was not being taken care of. And I had laryngitis for months on end. And mom, if you're listening, yes, I will get my thyroid checked again. <laughs> but I, I also recognized after months of having this, having my voice go in and out week in and week out, our throat is our, our energetic center of communicating our truth and speaking authentically. And I wasn't doing that. And once I, again, had an awareness of, holy cow, what I am actually emotionally and energetically not doing, it's physically showing to me, my body is screaming at me, Amanda, get your ish together, mm. start communicating, start speaking about what it is you do and who you truly are. And I will tell you that 
my laryngitis has ultimately cleared up. I, mm. I've experienced it here and there now over the last year or so, but whenever I do, it's always around some stressful moment in my life where I'm not speaking my truth. And it's a nice reminder to me, hey, Amanda, speak up about this. And and that's all it is. You know, we have to be yeah. gentle with ourselves. But I fully believe that when we do not um, digest and process these emotional turbulences within our life, they can really manifest themselves in physical ways mm. until we do. That's so interesting. And it, it's such a blessing to be in touch with yourself and to be able to hear those whispers or those shouts of the physical manifestation to be like, you're out of a balance here, you know, and, and we, you know, in especially I would say in the Western world, more or less, I mean, of course, there are exceptions, many exceptions, but our general approach is like we have physical symptoms and we may have mental symptoms and they're like in their boxes and, you know, we don't necessarily see the person as the systems integrating and, and affecting each other. Um, and, you know, I had a guest on a few episodes ago, Michael Hetherington, and uh, he was joining us from Bali and he was in, in he's um, studied a lot of Eastern um, healing, such as acupuncture was a big one for him and EFT. And um, he was talking about how, particularly in acupuncture, it's it's catching those symptoms early, you know, and and listening to the body to say, okay, I notice that something is going on, and then trying to address it early. Because, because you, it's smaller and it's easier to work with. But I think that, you know, I can speak for myself that I've been so thick so often when it comes to my body where I just, you know, I, I don't even take notice or, you know, I mean, this is like past behavior. I'm much more in tune now, but where it's like it, it, it ultimately manifests into something that I can't ignore any longer and I'm happy that I'm getting better at that. And it manifested, uh, you know, kind of gave a, a great test to myself um, a couple of days ago because I just noticed that my eye was really itchy. And when I got up, I think I'd been watching a movie or something, and I got up and went to look at it in the mirror and I saw it was red. And so I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I must have touched something and then touched my eye or whatever it was. But I, when I went back and continued watching the movie, I was sort of using energy to try to move it and address it. And so, like, as I'm watching the movie, I'm bringing awareness to my eye and, like, breathe, taking my breath through it so that, like, as I inhale, it goes, past, like, through the, the itchiness and where I know it's red. And then as I exhale, I go back up through it. And I did that a few times and then just kind of kept an awareness of like light and divine light and things like that surrounding the eye. And, and it helped it, but it was still kind of itchy. Um, and then in my med morning meditation, I really took, you know, more visualization and kind of imagined divine hands sort of, you know, on both sides of the eye and, and again, using the breath 
and and it's gone. Like, you know, it just after a couple of energetic, like intentional um, things and and but being aware of it was kind of the first step. It was just like, oh, my eye is red. There's some inflammation here. There's some imbalance. So let's bring awareness to that. Let's bring intentional um, light and healing energy into it so that it doesn't end up being this thing where I have to go and have myself checked because I need a prescription for something to help me clear, you know, because at this point, like I, I can't just move through it with energy. It's like it, catch it while it's smaller and, you know, you can kind of get through things faster. But um, I think that's something that we're progressing to more and more like in the West of being open to these things. But, you know, it's I think it's just well worth being aware, like, how is your body talking to you? And um, and we all you know, you were mentioning about intuition and how we all have those capabilities. And the same can be said for sure with healing. So you and I are both Reiki practitioners, and it is such a blessing to be able to um, be a channel for that light and um, be a conduit with our um, clients. And that is not limited to us. You know, it's like there, everybody can call this energy in and it takes intentionality. It takes an openness and a willingness and, and being like, just being curious about it. Um, you know, that openness is so important. Um, but I just don't want anybody to think like, oh, that's so cool that that she has access to this. You know, it's like, yeah, explore it for yourself too because we have such amazing healing capabilities that we can tap into. And when we really work with the body and listen to the body as you have been, you know, talking us through, it's a really powerful tool. Mm, absolutely. And it really is. It just comes down to our intentions, right? Mm -hmm. So if we know that, everything is energy, mm. then we, we are taught also that thoughts are things. So when you take these two concepts and know that everything is energy and thoughts are things, then that means that the energy within our thoughts have the power to, to transform us on not only an emotional level, but also on a cellular level. Because when we tell our bodies that we love them and that we care about them and that we are so grateful for them, then you start to watch these different ailments slowly become better, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to take away from the fact that there are absolutely necessary times when external resources and support and medical care is right. absolutely. Yeah. But we have this power. Um, I had a friend that was telling me about this experiment um, with a, an individual, Dr. Emoto. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, the water the, study. Yeah. Yes, the water study that they these researchers took all of these jars of water and labeled them different emotions, anywhere from really uh, fearful ones such as hate and murder and discomfort, all the way up to ones of of harmony and bliss and peace and love. And our every day, somebody would 
go in and speak to all of these jars of water and speak that word to the water using their intention, their force, connecting in with the energy of that word and transmuting the physical properties of the water. And I, sadly, I don't remember what the beautiful loving ones were, but I remember that the one, the jar of water that said murder on it, um, the water molecules, when the the researchers looked at them under a microscope were actually in the shape of a gun. That really? is how powerful our words are. We literally can move mountains with mm. our voices. Yeah. Well, it gets into that quantum, you know, the quantum field uh, that you, again, before we started, maybe we should have started recording sooner. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there is, you're absolutely right. Like what, our intentionality is so important. And this is one of the things that I bring up again and again when I lead meditations, because I think that, you know, especially depending on the level of the meditator, there can be so much mental, so many mental barriers where it's like, you know, okay, I'll go, I'll go with this, but I don't believe it, you know, or, or, and then there's a, that just automatically closes us. And it's like, just, Try to go beyond the mind and don't do this with your rational mind and and just know how true these things are, even if your rational mind can't get around it. So if we're envisioning that we're bringing healing light down from the cosmos through the crown and into our bodies, just feel that that's true. And if you can just just open into that there is on a quantum level change is being affected and it's incredible what has been able to be confirmed through the quantum field um, in this time and then you on top of that you have mystical people the world over throughout time who have confirmed or suggested things that science is like just catching up to and in many cases can't you know, can't catch up to at this time because there's just not a measurable way to do it apart from like how you feel, which is big, <laughs> you know. Um, again, going back to the Michael Hetherington um, interview from a few episodes ago, we were bringing up like the placebo effect. And so often the pl placebo effect, like what do you immediately think of when you think of the placebo effect? It's ineffective. You know, we've 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 looped placebo effect with like like ineffective where it's just not, you know, this is is not going to be working on the open market because, it you know, but the placebo effect is the body healing itself. It is taking out the need for a chemical compound and just your own belief transforming and healing you and that is amazing you know and that is huge and that is proving you know exactly what you're saying that our intentionality and our thoughts manifest um, and we have that very clearly whenever anybody brings up the placebo effect it's like rather than that being like oh, they haven't gotten anywhere because they haven't gotten beyond the placebo effect with that. You know, it's like, oh, wow, that disease state is really um, is really open to 
intentionality and that's big. <laughs> so I don't know. We're just, life is so mysterious <laughs> and I love looking at it through the lens of the quantum um, field because there's just, there's so much mystery there and it's, and so much truth. It's just amazing. But mm. anyway, well, I have loved this. You are just such a light. And I, um, I thank you so much for being so open and um, letting us just enjoy your journey and learn so much from you. Um, I know that you, through this coronavirus, um, you've been able to explore more and more doing distance Reiki sessions. So um, I will have a link to your website, um, but you do consultations or, or sessions through that. And you also, I've noticed you're offering um, personalized meditations, which I think is genius. What a beautiful <laughs> idea. Um, so I don't know if you want to talk through either of those and, and um, because these would be great ways for people to interact with you. Um, yeah, after absolutely. listening. Absolutely. So yes, the uh, customized, personalized guided meditations is a new offering of mine. However, I must say, it's not my, um, an idea of me. I saw another practitioner doing this and thought, you know what, I might as well give that a try. Because during all of my medit or during all of my Reiki sessions, I always start a session with a guided meditation to help the recipient really relax into the experience. And what I found is that every meditation is always different because what that person needs to experience at that very moment in time is so different from from the other person that I worked with an hour ago. Um, so through my connecting to um, their, their guides, their higher energies, um, and then also understanding what their intentions are for, for this moment in their journey, I've kind of blended together this offering of personalized guided meditations. So I'm very excited about this. I've got some I've got to get started recording this weekend, mm. which is such an honor to be able to really hold space for others like this and create something just for their ears only. Yeah. And what an amazing gift idea that would be. I mean, especially in these times, like I got um, somebody a gift card to a local restaurant um, recently, and we were talking about it last night. And she was like, I better use it soon because so many things are closing down. And I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't even think about that. But um, I but I wanted to support like local, uh, a local business. But um, so that would be such a thoughtful gift for somebody because it's so unique and it's so personal. And then you can support, you know, a, an independent LLC, as you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. And that was part of my intention behind um, creating, creating these. Also, that just something that I know I benefit from, you know, I've gifted many uh, massages and Reiki sessions to my friends and family that I know um, 
this would be a neat offering as well mm. to be able to give to somebody. So thank you. Thank you for saying that and sharing that. And I mean, very similarly to, to uh, expound on that are my Reiki sessions. And those, as I mentioned, always start with um, intention setting to better understand what it is you're looking to work through. And then I lead you through a guided meditation. And if it's via distance, then you get to snuggle into your own little uh, nook, your own little environment that you make all cozy for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if you are here in the Indianapolis area and want to receive an in-person session, um, those take place at my home studio. And um, with that, I actually incorporate a little bit of physical healing touch um, into the practice as well. Um, and then we'll just let you receive the Reiki energy. And then afterwards, we have a discussion around what it is they picked up on, what it is they felt, what is it they experienced, as well as any of the intuitive messages that I received for them mm-hmm. to receive and kind of set them up with an actionable plan upon leaving. So not only are they receiving, but they have some idea on what to do with this information that they have received and how to incorporate it into their life. That's beautiful. Well, I highly recommend that any listener look into working with Amanda. She's just, as I mentioned, such a beautiful light. So so thank you so much for taking your, your holiday weekend and spending time with me. It's been such a joy. And, oh my gosh, um, thank you, Kara, for inviting me. This has yeah. been an absolute blast and um, so much gratitude and love to you for what it is you're doing with this show and um, allowing listeners from all over to be able to really get a deeper understanding on so many topics. Um, I'm very excited to be a part of it. So thank you for everything. Oh, that's so kind. Thank you so much. Thank you. Many blessings to you. And I hope that I see you in person soon when as things are starting to open up now. So yes, absolutely. We need to find some time to get together. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for joining. Please, if you're so inspired, leave a rating or a review or pass this episode on to somebody else. It's such a blessing and an honor to be with you in this way. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation. Mm-hmm.